And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. It's my privilege to be joining you today. Well, I want to talk about some trends within the market for the first part of the show. And if I have time, I want to hit the mailbag. I've got a good question that I'd like to address. I'm not sure I'll have the time. Stick with me. There's some good information in this show. You're going to want to listen to it in its entirety. But essentially what I want to talk about are some major trends that are occurring as a result of essentially the market forces and what's happened within the last year specific to real estate investing. And I see these trends continuing, my opinion, right? I'm not a soothsayer and I don't like predictions, but I like looking at facts that are occurring and then drawing those out and seeing how long should a specific condition last. So I see these going a minimum of 12 months, but honestly, I don't see any changes or decisions being made that doesn't say that we won't continue this through 2025 or quite frankly, for the next three years. And again, I don't like predictions. We're going to talk about rock solid trends, trends that are happening now that are going to continue to occur. But there's no forces that are going to push what's occurring today into the opposite direction. But I'm going to throw it out for 12 months and we'll just say, hey, this could go on for, for three years. There's no reason to why, to why it won't. Um, I'm just a real estate investor. But beyond that, I am a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And one of the many, many beauties of being a Lifestyles Unlimited member is the networking that we have. And you hear us talk about the networking so often, but there are folks, there are members, there are real estate investors within Lifestyles Unlimited that are brilliant people. I mean, very smart, high-end real estate investors that have made millions of dollars investing in real estate, people much, much smarter than me, people with much more experience than me. And the beauty is, again, I'm just, I just consider myself a, a blue collar, salt of the earth, real estate investor. I just did what I was told. I asked a lot of questions, sought advice, and then, and then followed that advice. But we have folks that are members that are brilliant. I mean, they're as good at looking at the economy. Uh, they're as good at looking at financial markets as anybody on the planet. And we get to share with those people. We get to talk to them. We get to meet with them. We get to exchange emails with them. And I just look at that information and then I plug it in to what's going on. How is this going to adjust my personal strategy? We all have personal real estate investing strategies. And so I adjust that. But let's just hit a few of the high points of some trends that are going on right now. And, and maybe this will help some of you out there. Uh, I hope I hit some of this information and you can use that in your real estate investing. So here's the first one. Houses will remain high in the majority of markets. They will. Why? 
inflation, interest rates, builders are slowing down. Think about inflation. What is inflation? Inflation drives down the value of a dollar. And if the value of the dollar is driven down, obviously the value of an asset is going to continue up. Now, nothing I say here today can be applied as a blanket to all markets nationally. Are you going to be able to, can you get online right now and find markets where the prices are going down? Absolutely. You can look at San Francisco. You could look at Phoenix. You can look at other specific markets and go, Mike, real estate's not staying high. It's going down in these markets. I'm talking generally as a whole, housing prices are going to remain high. There's just too many forces behind it that are keeping those, the, they're keeping the value of those assets high. Does it mean you can't find a deal somewhere? No. Real estate is local. We're going to talk more about that throughout the show. Here's an example. The head of Zillow, right? Zillow, he's got a business all over the United States within real estate specifically. He came out last week and he said, you can expect three to 5% appreciation overall. Okay. That's a national average. Again, real estate is local. You're going to see some markets like San Francisco, Phoenix, others that will have a pretty, I don't want to say tremendous drop. What you're going to see is essentially some markets reset to where they were say in 2022, right? So they're not going to have, they're not going to go up uh, and they may go down five to 8%. Again, I know some of you out there, you're going to find stuff and go, no, it's much greater than that. Um, don't email me on it. I'm, I'm talking in a general overview. It's not a, uh, it's not a blanket statement at all. Now what's happening with capital capital is getting tight, but lenders haven't turned it off. Lenders are still lending, albeit at higher rates. Like I said, markets like those are expected to reset to 2022 pricing, but don't expect a huge drop. Builders are slowing down. They're not shutting down like they were in 2008, but they're slowing down. What is that going to mean for multifamily? Now, multifamily property, it takes about four to five years from the time someone says, hey, we want to build a multifamily community and we want to build it in this market. Well, they've got to do their their feasibility study. They've got to purchase the property. They've got to get the plans lined out. They've got to throw the bids out. So it's a four to five year process by the time the GC finally breaks soil to build that multifamily property. So some of that's being cut and we'll see that change four to five years from now, but you can't stop what's going on today. You can't, it's already, it's already moved forward. The, the money's in place, the purchases have been made, everything's been set in motion, but you'll see that slow starting now and going forward. Also on single family houses, builders are adjusting. So we already have a housing shortage and if the builders slow down, it's just going to create more pressure and that will keep housing prices up there, right? It'll keep it high. And they're only going to raise maybe three to 5%. And the ones that do reset are going to reset most likely to 2022 levels. Now, some people will be forced to sell in this market. Um, there's many reasons. They may have a floating interest rate, as I mentioned. It may be an inherited property and they don't want to keep it. So they're going to sell it regardless of the market. Um, like I said, family deaths, divorces, job loss. That's a big one. Job loss. You lose your income. 
you have a mortgage on the property, you can't afford the mortgage, two choices, right? You're going to get foreclosed on or you're going to keep your credit good and you're going to sell. Well, you're going to sell even if you're selling at a price you don't want. Job transfer, that's a big one. You get transferred, they say, hey, we closed the office in Topeka, but we're opening a new one in Amarillo and there's a place for you there. A lot of people are going to go, well, I guess we're moving to Amarillo. And so they may be forced to sell. Now, on the other side of that, there are a lot of people out there that typically will sell their homes in any given year, and they're not going to, okay? Maybe there are people that had plans to move up, right? Get our dream home or move down. Kids are out of the house, and that's just not going to happen. Um, retirement plans for a lot of folks will essentially, if the retirement plan calls for selling the three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollar house that you've been in for 20 or 30 years, uh, that by the way has a fixed interest rate of 2.5 to 3 percent on it, a, a beautiful long term interest rate. And their plan was, hey, in you know, in 2023, when I'm 65, we're going to sell that property and we're going to move to the 1.2 million dream home in the Florida Keys. A lot of people are just going to go pause. These are people that have good credit. These are people that have money that are doing fine. They're stable, but they're going to look at this situation and they're going to say, this doesn't make sense for us right now. We are sitting on a rock solid interest rate. Why would I get out of this, even though I'm going to my dream location, the place I've always wanted to go for the last 20 years, but I just can't foresee biting off another, I don't know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars in home mortgage at, by the way, a six, a seven, maybe an eight percent interest. So these people have the means to do it but they're financially savvy, right? They got to where they were by making good decisions. They got to where they are by being frugal. And many people are just going to say, let's pause that until maybe we see some common sense and things change. Uh, let's reset. Maybe we need to save up a little more. Um, if we do really want to move, maybe we want to hit that mortgage a little harder and bring more down to the table. So the bottom line is, Many folks, they're just going to stay put. They've got a beautiful fixed, a long-term interest rate. Normally, they'd move into, for whatever reason, um, they're going to choose to stay in their homes. Now, there are plenty of people out there that they're moving no matter what, okay, for whatever reason. Or maybe um, they were promised, uh, hey, we'll go live near the grandkids or whatever reason, and it's just it. It's like, hey, it's time to go. Um, they'll sell their house. These folks will rent, right? So for whatever reason, again, it could be job transfer. It could be retirement. It could be uh, they want to move closer to the kids for whatever reason. Uh, again, these are stable financial people. A lot of them are going to stay put. Like I said, there'll be a subgroup that will move, but they're not going to buy. These are financially savvy people. They're going to rent. Now, have you heard me mention on this show that tough economic times creates more rental demand? That's just another reason. That's happening right now. 
What's another trend? Here we go. You will see this. More accidental landlords. What's an accidental landlord? That is a person, for whatever reason, and all of them, for the most part, financial in nature, they decide it's the best option is not to sell the home, but to rent the home. Okay, again, these are a group of people that are having to move for whatever reason, or they chose to move for whatever reason. So put that ingredient into the mixing pot. And then the second side of that, they don't want to sell the home for whatever reason. I've met a lot of folks at Lifestyles Unlimited that started out as accidental landlords and they stumbled through it uh, to a person. They'll all tell you it, it didn't work out well for them and essentially spurred them to find educational and mentoring advice. And then they found Lifestyles Unlimited and then they started doing uh, rental investing properly. They started doing rental investing effectively they started making the right moves and that's why they joined lifestyles unlimited but there's going to be a lot of accidental landlords um for instance take that transferred employee are they going to tell their company no and go without a job or turn down the promotion for the most part no and then they'll think about it and they'll say hey i know let's rent the home What could possibly go wrong? We'll talk about it on the other side. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Del Wamsley on the economy and politics. What happens if the economy turns around and goes back down now the Democrats are in power or inflation becomes rampant? And all of a sudden, it becomes very difficult to do business. I was listening to an economist the other day, and he pulled out this chart of GDP. He said, look, here's what I want you to do. He said, tell me anywhere from 1950 to 2021 where the Democrats took power and where the Republicans took power. He said, point it out for me. And the truth of the matter is you can't tell. If you're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what the politicians are going to do or waiting to see what the economy is going to do, if you're trying to predict the future, stop. Politicians and the economy have no bearing on your success or failure. Only you do. Register for the next live online free workshop. We'll unfold the map to retirement in five years or less, regardless of what's going on in the world. It's the same proven strategies we've been using for 30 years through every political party and economic cycle you can think of. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. I'd like to throw out a challenge for our listeners. Is there a real estate topic or a subject that you would like to hear discussed on the show or you would like me to review? I invite you to send me an email in the subject line, put show topic. Anything you'd like me to hit, throw it to me. My email address is askmike at luinc.com. I'm here to help. Please send me an email. Now, I was talking about some trends that are occurring now in real estate that historically uh, may not have been there. I mean, there's parts of it that are always there. Real estate is the same. I would say 80% of what we do is the same year in and year out. And the 20% is us making slight adjustments 
based on market conditions. Now, as a result of market conditions, things happen. And there's one big one that always occurs during time like this, and it's the accidental landlord. And the, the accidental landlord is the person, for whatever reason, and they're, they're thinking, right? They're saying, hey, how can I make the right financial decision? I have to move, but I don't want to sell the home. Or I'll, I'll even give you another reason why. Um, heartstrings, right? Let's say uh, uh, grandma passes away, unfortunately. Um, and this is the, the family homestead. And, uh, you know, the kids were raised there. The grandkids love the home. It's the inherited house. Uh, and you've got 12 people in a room and they're all decide they're all the heirs, right? What do we do with grandma's house? Well, four of them are saying, let's sell it and divide up the money. Another four of them are saying, no way. I love this home. One day I want to live here or what have we can't sell grandma's home and they can't come to a conclusion or uh, there's always the group in the room that are like sell this house is worth x right and this is somebody just throwing out a number but realistically you've got to sell at y which is much less because the house needs repair it's in disrepair it's way out in the country that sort of thing and so you got a whole group of people that are no way i'd sell for that and then somebody stands up and they go hey i know let's rent it Oh, yes. And then two of the cousins step up and they go, well, we're renters. We'd love to live here. And so everyone feels sorry for them and they rent it. Look, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Okay, an absolute disaster waiting to happen. Another scenario, the transferred employee gets the company promotion or maybe it's just a a lateral transfer and it requires a move. Now, does that person sell their home that has, as I mentioned in the last segment, that beautiful fixed long-term interest rate that's at sub 3% just to take the company promotion in the new city and buy at the six, the seven, or the eight. Maybe financially they can't do that. Maybe that's too much. Maybe even with the, if, if there is a raise, it's not enough to cover the additional mortgage cost, right? The cost of money has increased. It's doubled. Sometimes it's more than doubled compared to what they had in the other city. Do they say no to the transfer? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. That's up to them. Then they come up with the same idea. Honey, uh, the good news is um, I got transferred to the corporate office. Uh, this is going to be good for us long term. Uh, but unfortunately, we're we're not going to be able to sell this property and buy a new property. We'll just rent uh, when we get there. And hey, I know here's the great idea of the century. We're going to rent out our home in the meantime. Or she's maybe saying, hey, in five years, I want to come back. I love this home. We'll just rent it. So where I'm going is whatever reason people come up with this decision, they become accidental landlords and they're inexperienced. They don't know what they're doing. They never screen the resident. Uh, Typically, maybe the person moving in is a family member. I don't recommend that either. Um, I'll give you an example. The fifth house I purchased, and you've heard me talk about it. I call it the Shagbark house. And, And there's a lot to this home, but it was a fantastic home. But the genius move of the of the poor gentleman that had to sell this house, he got transferred to Chicago. And again, for whatever reason, maybe he knew he was coming back. Maybe he couldn't sell. Maybe he didn't want to sell. Uh, maybe he didn't have any equity. I don't know uh, what the reason was. But his clever idea was to rent it out to family. Now, nine family members moved into this property along with 
their 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 collection of animals. They had four dogs. They had two cats. Somebody was raising giant snakes in the back room, um, like big snakes, like ten foot plus, and they had the snake cages. Um, you know, I mean, obviously snakes belong inside, right? Anyway, that was this house. I was able to acquire it because it was going to foreclosure because all the family members were so happy to live there that they didn't pay the mortgage. Um, and this man had to sell and I was the guy that was happy to buy the property. Um, and that turned out, uh, I mean, that property stunk. My wife ran out. <laughs> I took her to the property to see, I was so excited the day I closed and honey, you got to see this house. And I mean, nothing had been done. we closed an hour before it was empty and we went in and the smell hit her and, um, she ran out and it was, uh, I think she lasted about 20 seconds in the property, but we fixed that property. We fixed everything, uh, obviously new carpet, new countertops, uh, stainless appliances. That was a fantastic cash flow machine. Thanks to the accidental landlord. All right, let's move on. Another trend, um, folks, more generational folks are moving in, um, with their family. More people are moving in with friends. Uh, why? because the cost of living, right? Everything is much more expensive. Or again, life gets in the way. You might have the transfer, the job loss, the divorce, um, new baby. For whatever reason, it is pushing folks to move in and share the expenses, okay? So renter and resident tenant dynamics are shifting. We're seeing multiple generations in the same residence uh, that normally would just be one or two renters, right? So um, an example, you may have husband and wife, uh, wife's mom, and husband and wife's three kids all renting the same property, an entire family. So you'll have multiple generations within the same apartment unit, within the same single family residence. Um, they're doing it for financial reasons. Let's go down this rabbit hole for a moment. If you have five or six people applying for your rental property or apartment unit, and they're all in the same family, how many of those folks do you require to have a background check? The answer, every adult over the age of 18, okay? If mom and dad qualify for the lease, you don't stop there. If you've got a lease for a family and you don't know who's living in that property, you're responsible for that. So you need to know who's living in the property. And I'd also mentioned earlier, we talked about, there's going to be a lot of accidental landlords, people that come up with a bright idea and this never works out. I don't recommend it at all. Uh, many of them are renting to family. They, I don't care if you're renting to your cousin, your cousin still needs to qualify for whatever that rent is. Okay. Another trend, more people are essentially pursuing passive income. They're looking for something different. And so they're saying, hey, we'd like to look at, and, and I'm going to call it a non-traditional method, but these people, they're scared. There's fear. There's instability. They see it. They turn on the news every night and they go, this isn't the place I grew up in. Things are changing. That causes a lack of faith in our institutions. They're seeing bank failures. Uh, for me, 2008 to 2010 was what made me wake up and say, hey, you've got to find another way and discover 
real estate. I bought my first real rental property in 2011. I joined Lifestyles Unlimited in 2013. The man that I was talking to, he found Lifestyles Unlimited through a friend. He is done. He is not going to ride out the next recession. He's ready to begin investing passively. Now, I've always told you, tomorrow starts today. What are you doing to make tomorrow bright? Now, on the same segment with people seeking passive income, uh, they want to invest in real estate. They see that real estate assets hold their value. They see that real estate assets, when inflation is high, they continue to trend up because real estate assets are a hedge against inflation. They see that real estate assets are a store of value. So they don't know what they don't know. These are traditional people. So they look to REITs, right? What's a REIT? Well, a REIT is a publicly traded company that owns income producing real estate like apartment buildings, shopping centers, office towers. They collect rent just like I do, just like the syndications that I'm in do. And essentially what the REIT does is they will they will filter it through. They obviously they're taking their fees and then they pass that through as a dividend to a shareholder. That's what a REIT. A lot of people think that investing in a REIT is real estate investing. I will tell you right now, not like I see it. I don't think a REIT is real estate investing at all. They own real estate properties, but you're still investing in a fund. You are investing in the company that owns real estate. You have no control. And when you read that 35 page prospectus at the end, you're going to go, unless you understand this kind of stuff, unless you live in this business, you're going to go, I don't even know what I just read, but these people think they're investing in real estate. No, they're investing in a company that owns real estate. How many of these REITs out there have, and I'm just throwing it out there, are sitting on a bunch of commercial real estate and the piper is ready to get paid on commercial real estate because the loan is resetting because no one wants to work in office buildings anymore. Uh, downtowns are empty. People aren't coming back to the office building. How many of those REITs are sitting on millions, if not billions of dollars in that commercial stuff? I promise you quite a few. Okay. A REIT is not real estate investing. Okay. I don't bet on companies. It was a bet when I was a stock market investor. Um, literally when I invest today, I know what I'm, I'm not betting on anything, but I'm putting my money into real estate assets that I control. I'm putting my money into real estate assets where I know the lead investor. I'm putting my money into real estate investments where I have an actual business plan that I can look at, that I can read, that I understand, that I've reviewed, that I have a, uh, a quick analysis of what this property is supposed to do in year one, year two, year three, year four. With a REIT, do you have that? No. All you understand is, hey, this REIT is $65 a share and I need to diversify. So I think I'm going to invest in real estate. So we're going to move $300,000 into this REIT. So, and, and then you go to bed that night and you're like, wow, I just moved 30% uh, of my net worth into real estate investing. No, you move 30% of your net worth into a company that is sitting on all kinds of real estate including downtown office buildings, office buildings 
uh, that are 40% vacant, office buildings that have uh, bridge loans that are going to reset at these higher rates. I'm telling you, the time is coming. So uh, if you're thinking about a REIT, this is not your show. Uh, I think I made it very clear how I feel about it, but don't ask me. Ask other real estate investors. Find some other Lifestyles Unlimited members. Find some people that own single-family properties or have invested in apartment communities and see what they say. But uh, a REIT's just another stock fund, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not going to get to my mailbag question. I'll, I'll kick that down the road, and we'll come back on the other side. I want to revisit that challenge I threw out to our listener. If there's a subject or a topic that you'd like to talk about in the future, please send me an email my email address is askmike at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Askmike at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Now, through those trends out there, what I want you to do in the short term going forward? Well, I want you to keep investing, friends. I want you to keep buying real estate assets. But in the meantime, do your homework. Do the investment properly. Understand what you're getting into. Get fixed rate Financing, even if it's at a six or a seven, you plug those numbers in. And if the property cash flows, right, our rule number two, must cash flow, then you're on the right track. You've got a property that is cash flowing. You've done your homework. You're probably getting an equity capture if you've done it the way we teach you. But I don't want you to speculate. I don't want you to gamble. And I want you to maintain that Lifestyles Unlimited model. Now remember, tomorrow starts today. What's your tomorrow going to look like? Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.